Hi, everyone, and welcome to the last podcast of 2022. I know I said that on the last one, but this is definitely the last one because it is the last day of 2022 right now as I'm making it. Um, So I just wanted to end the year looking back with a positive view on some of the inspirational stories and people and activities that were happening in 2022, which I think give us a bit of of hopeful insight as we hop forward. Yes, I said it. I had to say it. Hop forward into 2023 as it is the year of the rabbit. And you will hear lots of those puns, I'm afraid, uh, going forward in the next few days. So I wrote an article for Medium. Uh, just highlighting some of these. I use Medium sometimes because I think it has a chance to attract and get to a bigger audience than usual if I'm just using my own website or my own social media. And one of the things that I'm trying to do is expand uh, to different audiences that might not uh, be connected to Japan or be connected to sustainability, but might for some reason be interested in some of the topics that I cover. Um, so my top five of 2022 sustainable success, 2000, uh, 2000, what happened there? 2023 is year of the rabbit. Here's to new fluffiness and good hearing. What else can we get from the year of the rabbit, I wonder. Um, I have a picture here from Rabbit Island. I've been to Rabbit Island a few times uh, recently doing virtual tours on Hago, and it's always a popular tour, uh, balancing the darkness of the poison-making factories on the island from the past and the interesting rebranding of the island and the appeal of fluffy rabbits. And uh, I always talk about the amazing volunteers that go there regularly to refill the water dishes and feed the rabbits, make sure that they're healthy. And if you visit Rabbit Island as well, uh, you can also do that. You can take healthy food bought from the port. And uh, if you see the water dishes around, if you've got some water with you, just try to refill with some clean water. Um, So that's a nice thing that's happening on that most famous Japan island many people don't even realize is in Hiroshima, Rabbit Island, or Okunoshima, as it's called in Japanese. Um, But before we hop into a new year, here's a positive look back at 2022 with gratitude for some of the good people who have successfully put sustainability into the spotlight and put ideas into action. Here are five excellent examples of sustainable heroics to lift your heart and keep you hopeful for 2023. So here we go. Number five, Greta Thunberg's legendary Twitter takedown. One of the most viral examples of sustainability in 2022 happened this week on Twitter at the end of December. Greta Thunberg's takedown of Andrew Tate, which led to his arrest. I think this story shows, among other things, that even as one of the most important climate activists of our time, it's still important to have a wicked sense of humor. It all started with Andrew Tate, an ex-kickboxer, famous for hate speech and misogyny, who trolled the world's leading climate activists by boasting his unsustainable life choices. 
According to Reuters' report of Tate's arrest on 1230, Tate gained notoriety for misogynistic comments and hate speech. He has said women are partially responsible for being raped and that they belong to men. Tate wrote on Twitter, Hello, Greta Thunberg. I have 33 cars. My Mugatti has a W16 8.0L quad turbo. My two Ferrari 812 Competizone have 6.5 liter V12s. These are just the start. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. Greta Thunberg replied, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. Tate then replied to Greta's burn, but gave away his location to Romanian authorities who had been searching for him. Authorities found him because the picture showed the QR code of the pizza box address and led to his arrest. When they raided his houses, they found six women who were imprisoned, raped, and forced to perform pornography. This was a shocking but not unexpected turn of events, and many people who followed the story, which has been covered by mainstream media worldwide, have become more aware of the huge problems of human trafficking. According to the U.S. State Department, with an estimated 24.9 million victims worldwide at any given time, human traffickers prey on adults and children of all ages, backgrounds, and nationalities, exploiting them for their own profit. Greta's tweet after his arrest is on brand and priceless. She said, this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. Greta Thunberg has never shied away from confrontation, so this is very on-brand for her. As she tells the truth to power in government and business and even to unethical abusers online, her social media savvy gives her more worldwide recognition and this time helped raise awareness of human trafficking worldwide. There are a lot of people around the world doing great work for people and planet over profits, but without enough recognition. They won't survive if they don't get the attention they need to get support for and be able to continue their good work. A key aspect of sustainability is, of course, to be resilient and survive. I hope everyone who hit retweet and like on Greta's viral tweets is also seeking out her inspiring talks on YouTube, like her speech at Glastonbury Music Festival, and pre-order her book called The Climate Book, which Greta talks about on the BBC Channel 4 interview here, which will be published in 2023. If anyone can get people to read a book on climate change, then Greta Thunberg can. And this is thanks to her social media savvy. Twitter replies are certainly not the typical business as usual messaging strategy, even for activists, but that might be the point. Being brutally honest may be what works in getting people to listen and to get the call to action out. The world is waking up and change is coming, whether you like it or not, Greta Thunberg says. Here's a link to support the Greta Thunberg Foundation, 
she has this wonderful foundation and supports a variety of organizations around the world working not only on climate change and the environmental side, but also on the social impact side. I'd also encourage you to support Reaching Out Romania, which is an organization in Romania, which over the years, they say, has assisted 470 victims, mostly Romanian women and girls who have been enslaved and abused in many European countries. Number four, let's talk about Glassroots Entrepreneur Franziska Tautman. I think many of us felt frustrated in 2022 as we were still being stopped by business as usual practices, poor management and out of date governance to live, travel or work as sustainably as we want. Research shows that we are in good company around the world. For example, in 2021, the booking.com survey of travel industry consumers found that over half 53% have admitted that they get annoyed if somewhere they are staying stops them from being sustainable. For example, by not offering recycling facilities. And more recently, a 2022 footprint.com survey of consumers in the UK, the US, France, Germany, and the Netherlands found 72% are dissatisfied with the amount of plastic food packaging waste they end up with at home. 80% say takeaway restaurants need to act faster to get rid of plastic packaging and utensils. 86% say grocery stores should do more to reduce the amount of plastic packaging being sold. Franziska Tautman and her partner took that frustration and turned it into a meaningful career by starting Glass Half Full NOLA. In the PBS video above, Franziska talks about the typical frustration many of us feel while having a glass of wine and looking at the bottle, knowing it will end up in landfill because there is no glass recycling facility in the area. I had the same frustration in Hawaii and kept asking storekeepers, why is this even allowed to be sold here if it can't be recycled? There are many areas around the world like Hawaii that bury glass bottles in landfills instead of making use of it as a resource material. Franziska knew that the material of glass could be reused in a way that could be a valuable resource for the local area, sand. Come on, Hawaii, don't we have beaches that need sand? Glass Half Full shows how turning glass back into sand can be used to mitigate erosion by sandbagging flood zones, use sand for gardens, art, beaches, education, and a variety of other uses. Of course, diverting the glass from landfill is a huge win. But from a circular perspective, also making sand from glass instead of mining sand from the sea and riverbeds also reduces use of fossil fuel and wildlife habitat destruction. Reuters discusses the climate impact of mining for sand here, adding, experts also note a need for more materials recycling already. The mass of all human made materials is greater than all of the living things on earth. That's a quote from the Reuters article where they very clearly outline 
the messy business of sand mining. By choosing to reuse the glass material, recycling organizations like Glass Half Full can also be a profitable business as well as create jobs and build better communities. Our challenge is to take this idea and apply it to do better recycling and reuse in our homes, workplaces, and communities. Sweden apparently recycles the most glass at 95% and Japan, where I live, is at 75%. But creating sand instead of recycling into new glassware and bottles may be more efficient. I look forward to researching this more. Do they recycle glass effectively? effectively and efficiently where you live? Support Glass Half Full NOLA and read more about their good work. I have a link here. Number three, the power of refilling your bottles, MyMizu. MyMizu is an app launched in Japan in 2019 to help thirsty, sustainably minded folk find locations to refill their own bottles with clean, safe water. There are two ways the idea works. From the business side, joining the app helps the business elevate their brand and gain new customers by offering their shop as a refill location. It's exciting to see which ethically minded businesses appear as fill-up spots offering clean drinking water, like Patagonia stores. From the user side, it fills the need for hydration and saves you money, but it also allows an opportunity to avoid single-use plastic bottles and reduce your negative carbon impacts. If you download the free app, you can start logging in your refills and adding new spots for others to use. The free MyMizu smartphone app connects people to over 10,000 places all over Japan and 200,000 globally where they can refill their reusable water bottles instead of buying bottled water. It's good for the body and the planet. That was from the MyMizu website. See the positive impacts MyMizu has made in 2022 on the link below on this video on their newly released video. The positive impact is beyond simply filling up bottles. They're raising awareness of social and environmental issues in Japan, hosting regular beach cleanups, which raise awareness of our plastic pollution issues, while also taking out some of the nasty plastics out of our oceans. The Miami co-founders also act as sustainable consultants to organizations and businesses, as well as collaborate with educators across Japan. I had the chance to catch up with MyMizu co-founder Robin Lewis in 2019, just after they launched the MyMizu app and again in 2020, and fingers crossed for a follow-up in 2023. Each time I read something new about MyMizu, it's clear that it's much more than an app, it's a movement. Here you can read sustainability updates and on-point reports by co-founder Robin Lewis. He regularly writes on Medium. And here's another link where you can support MyMizu with a monthly membership. That regular uh, subscription really helps support creators and nonprofit organizations. Number two, the ocean cleanup. Plastic Pollution Cleaning for Extraction, Research, and Awareness. 
While organizations like Mimizu and Glass Half Full tackle pre-waste solutions by reducing waste before it gets to the bin, landfill, incinerator, or haphazardly tossed into the environment, the ocean cleanup has been tackling the huge and growing problem of waste in our oceans. By cleaning up the failed accumulation of unethically wasted opportunities for reduction, reuse, and recycling around the world with a focus on extraction from polluted rivers and the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, the Ocean Cleanup are doing a great service in pollution reduction, marine life support, and environmental education. The Ocean Cleanup nonprofit has been on most of our radar for a while as CEO Boyan Slat founded the nonprofit organization in 2013 with a big idea for how to tackle our common ocean plastic pollution problems. Over the last 10 years, they have been researching, reassessing, and developing bigger and better extractors more efficient than ever at taking plastic pollution from our rivers and oceans without harming fish or wildlife. It was shocking, but not surprising in their video below, where does plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch come from, that they found most of the pollution's origins came from industrialized nations with big economies. The most plastic pollution originated from Japan, next, China, next, USA. Seeing the river extractor at work in California and the reaction of locals to how effective it was, was really heartwarming, reminding us that it's the people plus planet duality that we really need to focus on in effective social media campaigns in order to raise awareness of key sustainability issues. I hope we can see extractors at work in Japan and China as well in 2023. There's a link below to support the Ocean Cleanup organization. Please do. You can also follow their latest videos on YouTube. I'll also put the link below. Number one, 2022, the year of appreciating old houses. One of my most popular themes on my Seek Sustainable Japan talk show and podcast is the reuse and renovation of old Japanese houses. My most watched video of 2022 on YouTube was my talk with Japanologist Alex Kerr as he shared his passion for minka. Minka are old Japanese houses. As important vessels of Japanese history, culture, tradition, and sustainability. Renovating old homes can help rural communities survive keep traditional craftspeople and local people employed while preserving these assets for the future. Dr. Shelley Clark was another popular talk as she shared tales of restoring a complex of traditional houses, a shrine, a garden, into a guest house, home, and cafe to bring in visitors, but also with an aim to bring in new residents to this tiny rural village in Shizuoka. This talk also highlighted the value of renovation for community building. John Stolenmeyer, a traditional and very talented 
Japanese architect and carpenter in Okayama, invited me to his open house this year to see the renovated home and showroom that he has been working on. It was so exciting to be one of the first to view this stunning renovation project of a hundred-year-old house, amazing detailing of his work and beauty of the old beams was really impressive. 2022 was also the first year of the Minka Summit event, where Alex Kerr, Shirley Clark, John Stolenmeyer, and I spoke on the value of old homes to a passionate group of entrepreneurs and Minka advocates gathered in rural Kyoto from far and wide across Japan. There were lots of great talks, but also great chances to visit Minka that were for sale and talk with the owners about renovations and owning an old house. When I had a chance to go and see family in Hawaii this year, I was excited to find the good folks at Reuse Hawaii, who graciously gave me a tour of their facility, link below, and shared information about their good work diverting quality house materials from landfill into future homes and renovations. So that's my list, top five topics of the year that really inspired me. Hopefully there's something there that lifts your step and helps you hop into 2023, the year of the rabbit. These are just five of the many reasons to feel good about our sustainable progress in 2022 and hopefully about an even better 2023. What were your favorites from the list? Or do you have any others to share? I look forward to hearing from you. Please support me as well as all of the organizations and uh, ideas and entrepreneurs that I mentioned above. Um, you can be a monthly member of my YouTube channel from just a couple coins in Japan or a few dollars a month. And your support really means a lot and helps keep me going. I also have supporters on Patreon. So as we end a year and start a new year, there's lots of new projects ahead. I would really love to have your support on. So if you're interested, please follow the links below. Have a wonderful end of year and Happy New Year, everyone. Look forward to connecting in 2023. Take care, everyone. A final shout out and thanks to Hannah Victoria, who has been doing the background music for 2022 on this podcast channel. You can find her work also linked below. Thanks, everyone. Happy New Year. Take care. I show my tears to you, I'm stronger I dropped the armor, now I'm bolder